Welcome to the Road to Black Podcasts, brought to you by the BJJ Physio. The BJJ Physio helps optimize the training of jiu-jitsu athletes so they can dominate their next performance. How do they do this? They provide strength and conditioning, physical therapy, and heart rate-based conditioning through a completely remote and online management system. Meaning you can be anywhere in the world and take your BJJ performance to the next level. Contact Dr. Wesley Reed at info at thebjjphysio.online or follow him at the BJJ Physio on Instagram to find out more. Also brought to you by Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Visit rollunion.com and follow Roll Union on Instagram to shop the latest jiu-jitsu styles. Roll Union brings you the best fitting gis on the market, the most comfortable rash guards, and premium soft jiu-jitsu tees. Next time you're in the market for some new gear, check out RollUnion.com for the stylish and the savage. Lastly, we're brought to you by DownToRoll.com. DownToRoll.com was born out of the need for an innovative way to find BJJ training partners during the COVID-19 crisis. With gyms being shut down for many across the globe, you can register at DownToRoll.com and find small group training partners in your area. You can message partners directly from the map and interact with other like-minded players on the Down to Roll exclusive network. Go to downtoroll.com and start training again now. Thanks for supporting our sponsors, and we hope you enjoy this episode of the Road to Black podcast. Welcome to the Road to Black podcast. Wes, we're here for another episode. Yes, we are. What's up, man? How you doing, man? No complaints. Another week. Another yep. week. We're just chatting about the, uh, every time we get together, we usually chat about some of the, maybe the more drama related issues going on in jujitsu. And a lot of them center around Gordon Ryan lately, lately. Yeah. Uh, mostly just because he's so vocal, you know, he's just, when he, did you hear him on the JRE? Did you hear that? Uh, you know, I podcast? haven't listened. No, I haven't listened to. I haven't listened to any JREs until since because went Spotify. Over his, yeah. yeah, yeah, that one is. I at first, I mean, I cannot stand Spotify on that like platform. As far as his show, you know, because he has ads and stuff. Yeah. For our show, it just runs through. You know, it's no big deal. But when you're on a show where I used to listen to JRE, I've always listened to it a lot, and then. uh you know, to go from Apple Podcasts where it's super smooth, you get the podcast, it it's like so my experience in terms of like Spotify, and I know we have listeners that listen to JRE, obviously he's a the number one podcast in the world, you know. Mm-hmm. But the experience is is like I used to have Apple I had still use Apple, all Apple products and Apple music, Apple Apple Podcast app I really like a lot because it's just simple, you know, you have your stuff you subscribe to, like the Road to Black pulls up the episode most recent, blah, blah, blah. And the nice thing about it is like, in, I'm, I'm always on the run. So I'm moving from my office at home to my office at work. I'm, I'm going to train, you know, I'm going here and there. And so with Apple podcast app, in my experience, I could, I could be listening to JRE. Let's start off, you know, five five forty five in the morning. I'm in my truck. Listen, start listening to the podcast. You know, if I, um, I get out at work or whatever, I train, get out of, or let's say I go lift, I get out of my truck, 
podcast picks right up, goes into my headphones, you know, very smooth. Yeah. You know, I, I take it out of my truck later in the day. I have it in my office on my phone. I'm playing the podcast smooth, picks up every time, Apple Podcast. Yep. For years, I did this, years. <laughs> goes to Spotify and I'm like, okay. And I wasn't a Spotify user anyway, because I use Apple Music, you know? So mm-hmm. here we go. The whole, I'm like, okay, it, you know, you don't have to pay for a subscription. You can get the JRE for free on Spotify. So yeah, there's going to be some ads or whatever. It's been the worst experience. Like it just pisses me off using this thing because it's like same experience. I start listening in the morning. Um, it cut, sometimes it cuts in and out. Like it's not a clean stream. Mm-hmm. Sometimes uh, like now there's ads at the beginning of every show where there was before, but like with the Apple podcast, you can just scroll past the ad, like scroll five minutes yeah. in and, this one's like, it plays each ad individually. So you have to like scroll through the ad and another one pops up, scroll through the ad. Another one pops up five, five times. It's mm. just a pain in the ass, you know, cause no one's, li- I guess people listen if they don't, but for me, I'm just like, no, I'm not even going to listen to f- five minutes of ads. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The same damn thing every time, you know? And anyway, so you got to do that. Then once in a great while, it'll pop up an ad in between the show, which is so annoying, you know? Um, and then the biggest thing though, is like, I'll get back into my car sometimes and I'll have my phone, you know, it picks up and you know, the, the wire, the wireless picks up into my truck. All of a sudden it's playing like some random music or something. And a lot, and but a lot of times it'll pick up the same podcast, obviously, but it'll play like where I left off, like from this morning instead of, <laughs> it doesn't register the last time yeah. I listened to it. Yeah. That's so annoying, you know, and it yeah. does it all the time. And I'm like, I've talked to a few people that happen. I'm like, that damn sellout. I mean, I don't mind. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind that the guy took a hundred million dollars. I mean, I, you got to do what you got to do. But for him to preach for 10 years that he would never kind of do that, you know, and, and just, I don't even mind him doing that. But the fact that you go from like, now it's like a worse product. That's mm-hmm. disappointing, you know? They're like, pulling oh, a bunch man. of his episodes too. I know ones that they don't ones that they don't like. For yeah, whatever and that's reason, something he just... said he would never allow to do. But yeah. when he talks, it does. Yeah, I mean, you've got it right in front of you. You got <laughs> you got your your bags of money that are just oh, hundred mil, hundred mil. Here it is. Do you want it or not? Guy's got a lot of money. So, but related to the the episode with uh, with Gordon Ryan, it was it was a good episode. It wasn't it wasn't any. Uh, there was no real shockers because Gordon's so he puts it out there, you know, he's so he's like an open book mm-hmm. and Joe even asked him, you know, they got into the whole social media discussion and it's like, Gordon basically said, he's like, he was talking about Instagram. He's like, I'm, I just haven't been on there lately because they, they basically pull all my stuff off because mm-hmm. I haven't even been able to be on Facebook for months. I think he said Facebook too, but Instagram, he was like, I can't even, everything I post, whether it's a comment or a story, everything gets pulled down because it's like bullying and hate speech. And, and you know, him, he was just like, these fucking liberal liberals and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going off on it. And it's just like, and, you know, I tend to agree with a lot of like this censor, censorship stuff is really weird. You know, it's like, yeah. but it's a weird, we're operating in a weird society in a weird way these days. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like no one's been, we we don't know where this is going to lead no. to <laughs> this is changing the way human beings act for sure, you know, and interact. And, uh, he was telling Joe, he's like, no, he's like, I, all I do is train. And then my, my downtime, my free time 
Uh, that's what I enjoy is just tearing people up on the internet. <laughs> so literally that was his, that's all he did was train. And in his off time, he would just be on his phone, just tearing up, like ripping into people, mm -hmm. just tearing up people. Like, you know, he's just so good at it. Like, cause he's a champ. He's a champion at talking shit too. Like yeah, he's, he's really good. good. He's pretty good. And he, you know, when you're winning, you back it up. He's backing it up, but just even trolls and stuff. And, you know, he just, he goes to me for me. I think he's just so young. He goes like to the extreme where a lot of the thing with me, I see with Gordon, he's just like really about the money, you know? And I'm just mm -hmm. like being an older guy. It's nice to be able to live comfortably, but I mean, money is not going to buy you, you know, at least be happy with what you're doing. You're, it doesn't seem like he has a lot of happiness because he's so worried about everything, his ego and protecting his ego. And, you know, when you're just caught up in that chatter online, it's got, can't be good for your mental health, you know, and here's a successful guy. So it's like right out in the open to me, you know, to yeah. him, he's probably like, no, this is great. I'm living my, this is my best life, you know, whatever. And, but I think you got to have, obviously, I think we would, most of us would agree you probably have to have some other things going on besides training and talking shit on Instagram period. Cause he was yeah. literally saying that he would do it for like six, eight hours a day. Oh my every gosh. Day. That's all he did. And he was kind of proud of the fact and not proud of it, but he was just like, matter of fact, that's what he found enjoyment in that. But now it's getting all pulled down. So it was interesting, you know, it's interesting to just see a young guy that's so successful, successful. He's very much driven by money. And I'm not saying that's, that's a bad thing. You know, um, he's, he's basically taking the sport to other levels, but it was the, the, the fight talk was really interesting, you know, because he's just talking about, um, basically he's talked a lot about John Donaher and how he, you know, attributes a lot of his success to to Donaher and telling him, telling everybody how much of a wizard he is. He's like, cause they started talking about Gary Tonin's fight career. You know, he's fighting MMA mm -hmm. and, uh, Joe, uh, Joe asked him, asked Gordon who's training Gary in the standup game. And he's like, John is John trains him in everything. <laughs> so, and Joe was kind of taken aback, but Gordon's like, what people don't know is like John Donaher is like, he's like a wizard at everything, like all, all martial arts combat sports like he yeah, studies I, all of them he's very he's like high intellect in all of them he said mm -hmm. he like trained muay thai for 10 years when he was younger like he's just he's constantly uh, studying up and it's pretty cool conversation to hear what like a mad scientist genius you know i mean he is the guy like he's producing the best grapplers in the you know in that side of the sport and it makes sense. I mean, when the person's that obsessed and they're all like that, Gordon said, they all just train every day and sit, even when they're not training hard, they're on the mat, they're mentally engaged. That's all they do is talk jujitsu. Um, it was, a, I, I recommend it. it was a good episode. Um, you know, he puts himself out there. So I follow him on Instagram. So I knew a, a lot of it wasn't a surprise, but yeah, he carried himself very well. And, um, I don't know. You know, he's just a young man. He's just imagine being that successful, like being called the great, the goat already mm. in his mind. He's like, I want to compete till I'm at 35 or 40, you know? Yeah. But, um, he did ask him about MMA and Gordon said, uh, basically it was, that was another interesting, just real quick, but he was saying that Donner, her, um, 
kind of was suggesting against Gordon getting into MMA just because he, Donaher believes that jujitsu is like right at the cusp of making it mainstream, like to become a huge sport. Hmm. And which was really interesting to hear from Donaher, you know, because you, even us that are like deep into it, it's like, yeah, but I don't know, you know, um, and Gordon kind of, you didn't step it back any, but he was basically like, that's just what John thinks. And so mm-hmm. we talked, we fast forward to that little situation online with Seth, you and I were yeah. talking about before the show where I guess Seth had posted something in dispute of whether, you know, cause John was basically saying like flow grappling and WNO and these bigger professional events are like, gonna take over um and that they, they did a lot the i think he said something in the long lines that they did the most for like professional jujitsu is what it was mm-hmm. and yeah Seth said, like hey i'm over here basically we've done a lot you know and i don't know they went back and forth this week between seth and gordon and of course gordon goes into you know hey fight to win only pays he posted basically reposted the purse of one night when, purse was yeah. like what 18 20 000, something like that yeah but went right back the, to money that's they went right back to money but you also have to understand like gordon he's so caught up in being the top guy the best that in his mind that doesn't make any sense mm-hmm. but in all these other people that got that purse it makes perfect sense yeah because there is no other payday for them right? and you know? on top of that yeah and on top of that i mean they're all contracted with flow because flow is you know yeah they're they're pay they are they're pay that is helping pay the fighters right yeah. so yeah. you know that was one of the things that seth said is that my organization helped pay helped pay you yeah you know exactly. even though you didn't fight on our card we're contributing to the money that flow is paying yeah for these w Bigger organizations events. you know yeah. wno and all these all these different organizations right and so mm-hmm. um, it's interesting and I, I, I tend to agree, but there can be more than one truth in yeah, all of it's that. It's probably right? a so, mixture of different things. Um, yeah, the bigger athletes are going to get paid more, and the, right. the promotion's probably going to have to do it. And the fact that those are tied, like my point is, is like Gordon can't compare a fight to win with a WNO. It's not the same mm-hmm. setup at all. Yeah, you know. Fight to win has how many fights on there? 30? Yeah. It, 60 athletes, you know, <laughs> throughout the it's night. It's crazy. I've sat through all of them here in the Valley, and it's a yeah. long night, you know? It's like yeah, you one show after like another. Yeah, you like 5 boom, p.m., boom, and boom, it's like, boom. not going to so, until 11. It's just not the same, you know? And especially because most of these athletes, most of the cards on Fight to Win are, they're not at Gordon Ryan professional level, you know? Right. A lot of amateurs and people that are competitors and yeah, if this is a pro fight, then you've got five fight to win fights, and I guess you can call yourself a pro jujitsu fighter if mm-hmm. that's the, whatever you want to say. But it's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not a, a WNO where there's you know five matches, ten athletes that are the top tier in every. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. higher profile. Yeah, you know, fight to win has some good, great champions, by the way, but it's just different. It's promoted differently, and it's you know it's more of a string of long. You know, they're spreading the wealth out and. They're putting, this is the key. They put them on every weekend. 
Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Yep. When you're putting a fight to win on every weekend or two, you're throughout the entire year. You don't have the ability. You're not going to have these big purses. You know. Yeah. It's just different. So, and I'm saying that, and I don't know if that was Seth's argument, but Gordon had reposted the. the I think Gordon, I think he probably understands that there's lower tiered athletes even getting paid on those events, even if it's mm-hmm. small, you know, because with fight to win, I think the fighters also sell tickets to get some, some of the money yep. or something. Yep. Yep. So Gordon and Marie posted Seth and basically was tearing into Josh Hinger because in Gordon's mind, it's sad that Hinger's competing for like such a small purse or whatever, you know? So, but you, it's the mentality of, that's what I'm saying. Like when you're at, he doesn't, I don't think he's relating to the masses in that, in that way. Yeah. I mean, because he's just at the top, like, you know, it's, there's not a lot of pro events that, what big promotions are there in jujitsu? Like at the Gordon Ryan level, a few, a handful, right? A handful. Yeah. Five to 10. I, I can't figure out if he. You know, that's what, you know, I really should go back and listen to that podcast. I do think that they're, I like to hear a long form conversation because you get a better perspective of the, of the person. hundred percent. And, you know, I, I also, you know, I follow Gordon Ryan. I see all of his stuff. He says Mm -hmm. some funny stuff. Yeah. Um, But at the same time, you know, I can't, I can't figure out if this is him or if he's a, if he's trolling online, if it's just like a constant, if he's being a heel we were talking i was actually talking about that in a different conversation like yes he's trying he is. To pull, that the, is for, pull the heel well, card you know he definitely is doing that because he he said that you know he said it, basically he he came up like when he was successful a few years ago i don't know if it was pan or ebi but it was it was i think it was nogi pans remember when he went to remember when he went to nogi pan or something he didn't com- maybe he did compete that year but he wore the king outfit. Mm-hmm. And remember, yeah. like he wore literally a king's robe and a Burger mm-hmm. King hat. And yeah. everyone was like, what the hell? What is yeah. this guy? But that was his, he literally came up with that. And he was like, this is going to be my, it's going to be my shtick. You know, and I'm just going to ba- basically just be this guy that's like proclaiming himself king. Like, and just be this guy. And as far as the shit talk, you know, I told you, like, he just loves it. I mean, I think yeah. that's part of his personality is just he's competitive and he's tearing people up, you know? So, um, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah. It's it's good. To, it was good to hear. I mean, I, he didn't come out off as like an asshole or anything to me. Uh, I think a lot of that is just such, he's so triggered, you know, when he's online, you can tell, you know, I mean, yeah, he posts, he posts something, like, he posts something, somebody comments, he's right on him. You know, he's, you read the comments, it's, entertaining because it's like whoa man this how is he doing this but he's spending hours doing that it's just like so it's like it's just a crazy place to be man it's a crazy place to be but yeah i think it's you know i think it is it's it's publicity i don't know i mean some of this there's just the stuff it's i think for me it's the money stuff yeah it's it all it always comes back to money Mm -hmm. and i just want you know Maybe if he's trying to be a heel, he's not going to be 35 or 40 years old and be like, ah, man, I, I was kind of a douchebag <laughs> back yeah. when I was doing this, you know, like I had, you know, but, you know, maybe hey, he won't. Hey, you know what? 
I, I feel the same way about myself. Exactly. You know? Exactly. That's right. You know? That's, yeah, that's, that's my what point. I'm saying. Starting yeah. it out. I'm, I'm a little bit older and wiser. Sometimes I'm like, young man, you'll know. You'll, you'll realize that this is just, it, there, there's not much to gain out of that type of thing, you know? He's yeah. so damn successful. And uh, it's a ego, though. You know, he's, he's, it's a little bit, um, I mean, I'm not, it, it's hard. Right. I mean, when you're at the top and you don't want to be taken down, he's definitely, you can see that his ego is fragile. I should say in a little way, a lot of ways, because there's things that people say and it's like, why us on the outside as viewers or listeners or readers, it's like, why are you even thinking about that? Like, Mm -hmm. why does that even, why do you even let that bother you? And like, these are people like, they're literally nobodies online. Yeah, you know? that's they don't even have a thing. picture or a name or a face, and their their accounts locked, and they have one follower. Mm-hmm. And you're gonna argue like, what are you doing? This person on the other end, like I, those are the ones I just don't get. And he still does it. Like it's like, do you don't even know who you're talking to? You know? Yeah. This person probably this is the only. It could be some psycho or somebody that never talks to anybody. And they're like, hey, look at this. I'm getting getting a rise out of the greatest grappler you know it's like yeah or it could be just a bot and he's just totally. wasting his time with a bot <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> yeah i'm sure some of them are too in yeah this day, for sure like, in this day and age you know but i don't know man it's it's just interesting and in that we've talked about this before where you know gordon he did say on the you know on the podcast he can't get any fights but we've said this before like it's because he can't get a his his you know, rule set, his, his rule the set. way he wants yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. So and that's a, yeah, that's an ego thing too. Because I I believe, I believe if you say you're the best and you, I and he is. He is, but he he should why do all rule sets in no gi. Yeah. You know? If you're that good. Like why wouldn't you? And even if you're not that good, why wouldn't you? Because why? Because you don't want that L. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's he what it comes like, down to, you know. He was like calling out Gustavo Batista, like you. He was gonna get, give him ten grand and let him start in the mouth. Yeah, I know. And it was like, you know, like that's that's all cool and great, but at the same time, it doesn't. You're still playing his rule set, right? So yeah, there's there is no reciprocity as no. far as okay, well, which was going back to when it was him and Galvao. It's like or anybody. Yeah okay like i'll play your game but why don't you come over and why don't you throw a gi on or why don't you play this rule set and yeah see see what happens you know yeah you might be well, just it, it matters exactly but even batista was like i don't want to start in the mount but that alone is a tactic it's it's that protecting of the ego tactic from gordon because if he loses he's gonna be like you started the mount of course yeah for sure and he doesn't want to start fair and lose because then he won't have an excuse that you started in the mount does that Mm -hmm. make sense yep you know he's like you can read right through that through the comments because that's what everyone was saying is like what like that's just a protect it's a protection to himself it's like that right there was a great case that exact back and forth of they should have done one fight IBJJF rules in the gi and one in no gi. Yeah. Per- period. Yeah. One guy is heavily, heavily in the gi and the other guy is strictly no gi. So you could even make it in the same 
organization, right? Let's take WNO. Yeah. You say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have two fights. We're going to have one in February and one in May. Mm-hmm. So you have, it's going to be like, you'll have time to prepare in one rule set. Yeah. Then you have time to prepare in another rule set. And I don't know, man, I, th- I think he won't do that because he he's won't protecting, do it. yeah, he's protecting his legacy and his ego and that's fine. But that's just, I don't know why turn down fights like that. Like to me, that was a fair, that was a fair call out, you know? Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, you know, that is what it is. That's what these guys, they all do that. You know, it's like, yeah, that's why I got, I got a lot of respect for the guys that go out and do even IBJJFs where they're just competing all the time, multiple matches, not at, you're never going to have an undefeated record. Yeah. You can be the best in the, you know, even the best guys after years of being world champions, you know, you can name some of the greats that did it year after year. They, they're going to lose eventually, yep. you know? So you know, for Gordon, he fights a few times a year and he's, it's like this next match that they just call, they just like announced today. What a joke. Oh, did they announce one today? Yeah. So it's like a one, cause he has a, he got that deal with one championship. Okay. And did you hear about the deal? So the yes, deal, the I didn't, deal I don't know the financials behind it, but I know he's trying gonna, to get the, he's trying mm-hmm. to get the grappling component of one championship kind of off the ground. Is that, is that kind of correct? I don't know if that's his goal, but they, I think they all think they, they can pay him more. They can pay, they have enough payday to pay him for some of these fights. And they think that they're, and that's exactly what they did. They think they're going to match him up with more like MMA style fighters because none, nobody, according to, you know, according to Gordon, no one can, will fight him in, in the jujitsu world. Um, so it's like, um, so with the one, with the one championship deal, he, they have exclusive, they have exclusive rights to his MMA, any, anything he's does in MMA. So if it's, if you think about it, they basically just, I don't even know what they, like, I don't even know what they, uh, what their intent was with it because they locked him down for MMA, but then it's non-exclusive for jujitsu, which makes sense. I mean, he would never yeah. just sign exclusive with them. Um, but I'm trying to think of like, what does it do for, I guess one maybe thinks he's going to do MMA and he's the star and he, that's a, somebody to be good, but Gordon literally doesn't do much striking. You know, he's got a long yeah. way to go before he gets into MMA. So, yeah. but so Joe asked them, what kind of fights are you going to get lined up? And they just announced it. It's him, him versus Aoki. <laughs> so it's like, and of course the comments are just like, what the hell? You yeah. Know, just throw them right in the, you know, just dig the hole already. It's already mm-hmm. over, you know? Yeah. So it's just weird like that shit, but that, 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 that makes that, no sense. You no, know? there's this I, former MMA grappling splat legend type, you know, fought in pride. But this guy is way over the hill in terms of competition, and he's going to go against the best Noki grappler. It's kind of it's it's a it's it's a joke, you know. Yeah, it's that's almost not like get me to tune in. No, it's almost like the pride. Some of the crazy matches in pride back in the mm-hmm. day, or in Japanese martial, you know, martial arts MMA, where they would just have like freak shows that to me like yeah this guy has no chance no he, he that's no not even chance. a good matchup 
So that's what they did, and everyone's just clowning on it online. But it's like, come on. Yeah, well, dude. yeah the weird so part then is my Chech is over there. Yeah, Buchecha yeah, they have a few. For them. Yeah. So, I don't um, know. May, I don't know. Let them fight. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Are we gonna see a? They've done it before. Gordon Buchecha. You know. I don't know, man. It's, I would at least, I would at least it's better than Ioki. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? a joke. That's a joke. And how he's probably forty or fifty pounds bigger he's, than this guy. That guy can't be more than one seventy, especially being older and right. I mean, yeah, I, I can't. I'm, I don't. I don't man. even know. I don't know. I don't know when the last time he grappled or fought was, but it just it's kind of hilarious that that would be the first one. But you know, they're out. They're just thinking, hey, there's big names. Let's get this fight going and maybe people will tune in, you know. But it'd be it'd be real it'd be kind of it'd be sad if like Gordon goes through a couple year run where you're not competing against anybody real. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like what? So, yeah. Um I, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see man. if jujitsu, if he takes jujitsu to the next level and as Donaher says, it becomes some mainstream sport you know but and they also what did they say uh gordon said this this is what ticked everybody off in the episode was um or that you know i saw a lot of response online was that he said that the gi gi jiu-jitsu will be dead in 10 years or oh something. i yeah i i read that so, i heard about that which that's got i i don't i mean I'm in, ma- in, in high level competition it's already it doesn't you know it's not I shouldn't say it's already gone. There's plenty of high level gi jujitsu, but yeah. in that atmosphere, see, that's again where R- Gordon Ryan lives and mm-hmm. where John Donaher lives. And that a- atmosphere of these, just these bigger, they've just, that's all they do is submission only, no gi grappling, right? I mean, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, they're in their own I, little echo chamber yeah. of, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 is- and that might even be more exciting for the people to watch because it's a little bit more like MMA, you know, not wearing the gi, it's a little faster pace. That's fine. But like the hobbyist or the regular, the traditional martial art of it's not going anywhere. No, Back the to, gi, it's growing gi is not tremendously. Going anywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, you can see the slant, you know, the slant, the way it is slanted with them. But, uh, Let's go check it out, man. It was a good, good conversation. Yeah. I'll, I'll have to check that out. I would, you know, I would, I'd spend some time with both of them. I'd hang with him and Donaher, you know, any of those guys, you know, if I were, if I were to go to Puerto Rico, I'd, I would definitely go visit the gym that they're training at. I think, I don't know when they said their gym's going to be, going to be finished, but it sounds like in the next year or so, it's going to be ready to go so nice um i would go down there and spend i'd love to spend some time with danaher because he he would That'd be amazing you know i know the the dude's like a dial tone though so you can only <laughs> yeah i can only spend so much time i have <laughs> i have like some of his i have his like instructionals and they're, man, hard, it's to just, watch. they're hard to get through it's just yeah i have some too it's not that um it's no it's, it's not a, it's, it's not a three-minute clip no, it's not that it's bad or it's not bad content. It's not, no, but man, it's, it's it is, deep. It is like, it is hard to get through. Yeah. So it's I, deep, it's I, drawn out. It's, it's just his tone. Yeah. It's his tone. Yeah, so, yeah. 
but the guy is a, he's a wizard, man. It'd be, it, it's, you, you know, obviously the people that can spend that much time day in and day out with a guy like that. I mean, and they're all working together, you know, they're all just sharing ideas and making, that's how teams get better. Right. I mean, we all do that. Everyone does that just at that level. They're, they're at the forefront in terms of that side of the sport. You know, they're innovating, they're, they're open, they're in the public. They're the ones that are on the shows now. And, um, they're the ones on JRE, you know, so making names for themselves is it's a good time. I'm I'm hoping, you know, in terms of competitions, we got one coming up here in the Valley, uh, Jiu-Jitsu World League this weekend. There's a, I know a lot of guys and gals that are competing in that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of the hot topic around the Valley here. This is the one that's coming up. Um, they put on a good they're one of the ones that I would say they put on a really good uh, tournament. Yeah. Um, from all the people that I've heard, the people really like that tournament. Um, what pretty well run and clean. And they, they're the ones that have the cool cameras on the sidelines for some of the events and stuff. And mm-hmm. um, they've been putting on a lot of more shows in this last They've been getting after it. I don't know. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They've been, I think they're, they're here, California and Vegas yep. all in this month. So, um, this one's going to be big, so hopefully some of the local – it's almost like in spite of COVID, jiu-jitsu is still doing great. That's just such a great mm-hmm. indicator of you know the, the, the popularity of the sport. Yeah, the future you know? is, is bright. It, for, it's bright, especially yeah. if you can start opening the gyms up completely. I still know people that aren't training. You know, It's like – and that has to be widespread. We talk about this at length, but that's just in a state that you can train. It's legal to train, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's other states that still, you know, they might not, whatever it is. We've talked the nauseum about that, all that, but everyone's in a different position no matter where you're out throughout the world. But at least here, it, it, there's still tournaments being put up and we haven't even seen a lot of the other promotions, the lo- more local promotions come out yet, you know? So, yeah. Um, We'll see. I think uh, hopefully this next year we could start getting more and more events going. And I this, think it's this only one. Gonna this be. one here in Arizona was like, I want to say they had like over two thousand competitors wow. already. Like even a few weeks ago, you know, or whenever. Where are they had like, up to a month. Westworld, I think it's at Westworld. Yeah, wow. which is where they used to do the fight to win. Yeah, yeah, they did. Um. So yeah, that's a big. Yeah, that's a. I'm gonna big, head out there spot. this weekend. <clears throat> yeah, that'll be good. Check it out. Yeah, you guys got a bunch of people from the early bird and GDs. Several, yeah, several competing. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be, and I have some friends from other gyms competing. So it'll be cool. Check it out, and um, you know the community's pretty strong out here, so uh, it'll be good to see everyone and see how this thing's run. You know, yeah, they've had several out here, local ones, you know, in the last six months. So, um, there's seems like there's getting more and picking up more and more. I heard Fight to Wins come in here. Um, yeah, they're doing back to back, I think, yeah. in June or July. Yeah, according to Josh, yeah, was telling us. Um, so yeah, we'll see, man. Competitions are coming back, man, people. And we have, uh, what is it? nogi pans is in just a few days isn't it this weekend yeah just it's this weekend yeah so yeah i mean the big stuff's coming back i 
I know that IBJJF is still posting stuff, so I'm hoping that they can hopefully they get back here in Denver soon. Mm-hmm. That'd be uh that'd be nice. Well, they were just in Texas and Louisiana. Yeah. So maybe they're working their way up. I saw they posted Memphis for the summer and Boise for the summer. So usually it's June or July. They're here in Denver, so we'll see if they announce something. Yeah. I did a Denver Open. I think it was like three years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was uh the tournament was on four twenty one. Nice. Needless to say, that was a the night before I you know, I wasn't as sober as I probably should have been before a tournament. Four twenty in Denver. You know. First time I was ever in Denver, I'm like, oh my God, there's dispensaries Everywhere. one block after Every another. Block. Yeah. So we uh it was a fun weekend we had. A bunch of us went out there and uh Yeah, you that was a big team that came mm-hmm. up for that, wasn't there? If I, yeah, there's probably if I remember correct. Probably five to ten of us that I can remember yeah. that were out. But um uh, that was cool. Denver's I had never been to Denver. Like uh, I'd flown in there and went to Breckenridge a couple times and but just seeing the little downtown area, it was pretty cool. Yeah, it was, it's a uh, cool spot. Yeah. And on 420, of course, it was it was a kind of off that weekend was pretty yeah. pretty popular down there. And there was a Rockies Cubs game, I believe we went to that weekend oh, as well. So it was a fun weekend. Downtown was rocking. Yeah, Denver sure. 420. Yeah. yeah. IBJJF on 421. Everybody's just like in the parking lot, uh, zombies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yep. yep. That's awesome. So, yeah, I went, uh, I went, I've been thinking about, um, well, I've been thinking about private lessons lately. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd considered going, you know, I, I've never, have you ever taken a private? Not, I don't think like a paid private. No, I've never taken a private lesson, so I don't know exactly what all in it, it, it entails. I mean, yeah. Brown belt, never taken a private, um, never really felt the need to take a private. Yeah. So I can definitely see the, uh, the benefit, you know, I think, um, especially depending on your situation, you know, if you need some very one-on-one time with someone that can Mm -hmm. fine-tune a very distinct part of your game i think it's probably tremendous um it's a it's a different it's you know guys that teach privates most of them that i know they like to have you and someone else like a two person Mm -hmm. that's just been my experience with my friends that have teach privates you know throughout the year and because then they can really instruct two people and really kind of be that third person looking and correcting and cause it's hard to teach and, you know, show somebody something when you're doing it on them or vice versa, yeah. you know, it's, it's yeah, not I've run really, into that situation yeah, lately too. Yeah. It's yeah. So even showing someone you, you realize that on the mat, if it's just you and someone else, mm-hmm. um, but definitely, definitely with a couple of my buddies in, in particular, I know, they like to always suggest and sometimes they'll even be like, this is the price. Just bring a friend or bring someone or bring one, you know, yeah. so 
because it's helpful. But sometimes you don't want the other person there. Maybe you just want that one-on-one time or you're very focused on something. But um, I think... Uh, yeah, I... It, um, yeah, I don't know. I've always just thought, like, I've always thought, like, I don't, why take a private, just keep showing up to the yeah. mat, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, especially early on. Yeah. You know, sure. I've, especially early on, white belt and blue belt. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I personally, like, I personally wouldn't have somebody. Like I wouldn't even take somebody's money if they wanted a private from me. But yeah, just yeah. come train and yeah, exactly. And uh, keep showing up on the mats. You're gonna get you're gonna get so much out of just being consistent and, mm-hmm. and showing up to the gym. Yeah. Um, you know, I saw somebody post something online about privates, and then it got me thinking. Like, is this the right time for me to take a private? And I'm still not. <laughs> I'm I still think not if you, sure. if you, I don't, it depends on what it is. You know, if it's a certain athlete or a certain coach that has this particular game, or maybe you just want to study what they're doing, you know, there's got to be some kind of goal for the private. Yeah. Right. I mean, because especially if you're a guy that's training a lot, I would say like you get that supplemental one-on-one attention that would, that would be a good use of a private to me, you know, where, where you don't have access to your coach for 15 minutes after class or, you know, there, there mm-hmm. could be situations like that where there's a class of 50 people, coach isn't going to get to you tonight, you know? Yeah. And maybe you have a tournament coming up and that would be a good opportunity to really, you know, this is my game plan. You have a private, you maybe go that, you know, that would be one use of, a good use of private that I would think of, you know, where mm-hmm. you can really focus on one aspect of your game, or maybe the coach has something that they, this particular person you want to take a private from, they are, they're an expert in this and you really want to learn that side of the game. Like a Josh Guerra, perfect example. Yeah. yeah. Guy, that guy you'd probably want to get a private on and just say, I'd like a private on ankle locks. Foot you locks. Know? Yeah, yep. exactly. So um, that'd be great. There's other guys, like guys will give privates as well, guys and gals, because that's also a good way to supplement their income, especially younger pe- competitors and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, um, using the opportunity of making their name. And, you know, I just won nationals last week. I got second at Worlds. You know, you want to come train with me and stuff. And it's, so it's a good opportunity to, it, there's nothing wrong with it. If people have skill, and you want to charge people and people are willing to pay if, if there's value there, then it's great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. In some situations you might need it. Some not, um, you know, I, I consider like times when I've only trained, whether it's at the gym or at my house with my professor, somebody that's a higher belt, even my friends or black belts and stuff that to me is a private. That's (laughs) You know what I mean? Like that, I, I, we might just be rolling, but to me, they're more skilled and I'm treating as like a private. So I'll, I, I really try to pr- t- pick their brain and stuff. You know what I mean? And I'm not, it's not for pay per se. So that there's that. And there's also people where all they do is take privates, you know, very smaller percentage of the population, but yeah. there are literally people that celebrities in quote, in parentheses, <laughs> a lot of celebrities, do this, but they just take private lessons. So imagine getting your purple belt, like an Ashton Kusher or some, somebody out just throwing his he, name out there. He's, without, a, he's a brown, he's a brown belt now. Sorry. 
without rolling. <laughs> he still can't tie his belt. Imagine getting to brown belt. That just tells you that there's not a lot of people around you tell, like training with you, number one, because someone would have said something or helped you out. And number two, your coach is just like, you don't need to know how to tie his belt. I'm just getting paid. Dude, you've seen that video of him <laughs> getting his brown belt. Have you seen that? Yeah. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Even every video I've ever seen with him is terrible. It's like such a misrep. I, it's just embarrassing. It's so embarrassing. I think I don't get it. I don't think like, I think it's a joke that these guys promote these celebrities, like the Machados, like in particular, Hegan. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's got a bunch of these guys. And it's like, to me, that just devalues your name and your jujitsu worth. Even though the guy's the legend, like that family knows jujitsu, obviously. I know. But they take the money, you know, it's like, or maybe they just like the celebrity connection. But there's a lot of these people. Um, and even like, uh, like Demi Lovato was mm -hmm. on Joe Rogan's podcast. Another great episode. I really like, she was awesome. She got to like a blue belt level, but she even said in there, she, I think she said she only takes privates. So we all know that without everyday roles, your jujitsu journey is completely different. Yeah. Come on. How I know. do you get, how you get to brown belt and never roll with people? That makes no sense at all. No, it doesn't even, make sense. It doesn't make sense. You it can't do it. I don't sense. care. I'm not, I haven't been in this game that long, but I know that is a fact. It's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same, you know? So, um, you just, you just don't have the experience. Even if you're taking privates four days a week for five years with your professor, you're not going to get all the different looks that you need to advance, you know? So yeah, you have to rep. It has to. That's not how it be rep. Reps you have to, on the you mat, have to you get know? reps. You have to get reps in it. You can be told. You this have is to what have you do live and, combative, live yeah. combative sparring sessions with strangers, yeah. with other yeah. people. You know, so I don't know. I just take yeah. it for what it is. It's a celebrity belt, but at least learn how to tie the damn belt. So funny, man! And that those, those ties so are like straight up and down. <sighs> So Such bad. a disgrace. I'm like, I would not post that to Instagram. Like, retake this. Who took that picture? Doesn't that guy know jujitsu? Even like somebody didn't want that belt. <laughs> he didn't even want it. And he couldn't. Uh, it was so bad. The the Craig Jones ad that, that was video. Really that bad. was pretty cringy. That was bad. Yeah. It was really bad. And I, you know, I the comment I hated the worst was. Oh, Craig Jones would make anyone look like that. No, no, no. He'd make white belts look like that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Craig is good. Don't get me wrong, but that was not a performance. Was, was it a, was it a purple at the time? What was that video when he rolled with Craig purple or brown? I belt? think he, I think he was a purple belt. <laughs> I think he was a purple belt. That guy would have no chance against our white belts that we have in our class in the morning. No, no, dude. <laughs> He he would have no no shot. Yeah. So that's but that is also part of that where you don't get to, you know, and no fault to Ashton, you know, he doesn't maybe he doesn't even know, but he's never been able to roll with anyone. Yeah. So, you know, when he's rolling with this it just shows their skill. Like every and it's not just me, by the way. Every single person commenting it was like, 
Doesn't look like a purple belt to me. That is not a purple belt. That means these people are in, they know what purple belts look like and feel like, you know? So you don't flail all around. It was, it was like literally flailing all around, like all over the place, like sloppy. It's like, that's no. Yeah, that's not what purple belts are doing. But, uh, you know, there's no hate, but it's just, to me, it's kind of, I don't know, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, I I like to, I like to have that. That tight belt, you know, tight belts, man, tight belts, you know, you don't want to be that guy. And I brought that up because there's other people, not only celebrities, but there's just, there's people that have money mm-hmm. and they want the belt and they don't want to roll. Yeah. And and they'll, I know of people like this personally, you know, that are just like, kind of like belt chasers, you know, they just get privates from professors. And if you ever notice these guys or you ever see those privates too, you know, they get promoted. Maybe that's why they get a lot of promotions. Mm. <laughs> you know, you're not training. You're not getting a private every day. Yeah. You're getting a private every week. And then all of a sudden after four or five privates, you get a stripe or, you know, it's just like, it's just weird. It's a weird way to I, supplementally it's supplement. Have it as a supplemental training is perfectly fine and great. Mm-hmm. And I would say in some instances, you know, I mean, the more instruction, the better, you know, yeah. You can you can think of like watching videos online as kind of a private in a way because you're getting this direct messaging, oh, you know? Dude, you I don't was... get the role and the feel <laughs> of it, you know? But if you and I sat in a room and we watched some online schooling from Andre Galao, that's a private. Because For sure. you know, and, and you and I talked about this how we we talked about this on uh down to roll.com how this could probably going to be a reality in some day where the, the professor can be remote and really literally give you kind of a private class, whether mm-hmm. it's one person or 10. Yeah. Super valuable, but that can't be your only training. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, you, have just, to, you have to roll. Yeah. You got to roll. I think, I think, you know, I don't know if this is a edgy statement, but I think you, like you, it should be, it should be mandatory to roll in class. Yeah. Like you shouldn't like you like I'm not saying that you can't take rounds off. I'm not saying you point fingers at people that are injured and you know say you have to roll. But rolling should be a part of your classes. Like you can't give mm-hmm. people the option to like opt out of rolling. No way. You know? That's the that's the main thing. That's I know. It's and literally so, the main part. Like you that is the like, fight. That having is the people fight show up and check the boxes that you showed up to class and not roll. And it's like, ah, I don't know, man. I think you got to, especially new people, like that's uncomfortable to roll. And mm-hmm. I think there are people out there who are, would are just not, if the given the option, they're not gonna, gonna, gonna roll. Yeah. They're well, just gonna, they're not getting the full experience of jujitsu. Yeah. Exactly. By by any stretch of the imagination. And they're missing the funnest part. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the best part. Yeah. We all know that. You know, you can put your, your moves in play. You know, that's when you have your opportunity to to show off what you've learned. I mean, that's basically it. <clears throat> and even new people. That doesn't mean you're gonna, you know, there's definitely ways to get people rolling at at their comfort level. You know, for sure. You can do that. Yep. How about just have more conversations if you're a coach, you know, this, mm-hmm. if you can tell the person's uncomfortable or they v- voice that opinion, then you're going to have to have a very direct 
approach to that person's roles every time you see them. And that doesn't mm-hmm. mean that they just leave them off to, you know, go get smashed by the 250 pound one strap white belt. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. you got to take care of that person. They have needs too, as a, as a student. Right. I mean, and I'm talking new people. It's, we've talked about this. It's scary and uncomfortable and you don't know what the hell you're doing. If you've never grappled before. Yeah. You know, now being in the class, being in training so so many years you see so many people come and it's like you really see when you when you catch somebody on their first or second day it's like i don't know what i'm doing you know and it's like they, uh, they're just like in the role and like yeah. don't even really know what to do yeah and I, <laughs> I remember how frustrating that you know i mean i wrestled for a year in high school but so i had a little bit of that at least mm-hmm. i kind of knew what to do but some people have no concept like literally they're so uncomfortable out there and i've seen it but right away, quickly, if you show them a few things, how to pull a simple guard, how to lock somebody up in your clothes guard if you have to, even if you're under underneath, which you're going to be a lot, learn yeah. how to position yourself in the correct way so that they, they take something home from that. You know, they're learning something and they're not just getting smashed without learning a damn thing, Yeah, which happens. That definitely happens, but it has to be like for people that will, for especially white belts to keep showing up, man, they have to have some kind of. They got to take something home. They got to be yeah. learning something. They got to feel there's value there because it's a very mm-hmm. hard road, as we know, that first couple of years. So, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know, man. I I got nothing as far as you know. I don't know, but I don't know when the best time to take privates is. I guess just keep showing up. I think if I think if we're talking like you not personally, and we're talking like if we can recommend something, I would say definitely anytime you're if you're competing, I always found that that was a yeah. good time to co- talk to my coach about maybe str- strategy, you know, mm-hmm. and maybe you don't even need a private for that, but the private might be your chance to say this is my strategy, let's take it here and here, move through these moves. You have somebody that because. You don't always have some training partner or friend that's going to just help you out or has time here yeah. or, you know, meet me at open mat or something like that. Sometimes you have to pay for that access. Yeah. You know? So, and I, so I'm speaking from experience in terms of my friends. I've had friends do the, that exact thing, getting ready for a competition, might get a private. Um, I have other guys, I have friends that are like very successful competitors that teach privates and people just want to learn their tech, you know, their competition strategy or the actual technique they're doing you know obviously um you know because these guys you know these guys that travel for seminars and stuff quite often a lot of times they'll they'll tag on like a private or something with the gym owner or whoever you know some someone says coming in town are they doing privates while they're here a lot of these guys do that too so mm-hmm. you can learn some craig jones shit you know if you can buy some time with him when he's in yeah. town you know um you can do that at any level but I, I, I would agree with you if you're just the everyday grappler and you're a white belt, you just keep showing up. Keep showing up. Put in the time. Your learn, you're going to get plenty of, yeah, you're going to get plenty of experience in class. You know, if you're, if you're like some killer blue belt and you're and definitely like a purple belt technical, you want to start, you really, a private is just like further commitment, right? To like yeah. what you're doing. So it's just like, and and it it's usually costly, not costly, but it costs something. You yeah. know what I mean? If there's value to it. So if you're investing 
money into something else, that means it's pretty damn serious. So there's some Mm -hmm. reason you need to be doing that, you know? And for some people, for some people that might just be, I want to spend an hour with the professor, Mm -hmm. you know, in a way that I never get that access. This is, or maybe it's a big, big name. And you just, cause I know people like that too, where they like, I've seen people online where they just travel to go to the bigger name school. So they can get a picture with Andre Galval or whatever. And it's like, you dude, you're a blue belt. Like <laughs> you don't even compete. <laughs> like, you know, it's like, you know what I mean? So there is some of that social yeah. cred type thing. Um, none of my close student, like students or friends are that person, but I've seen that type of stuff online. It's like, you know what I mean? And everyone mm-hmm. in their Instagram, there's all these celebrities with them, you know yeah. what I mean? I met this guy and so there's that too, you know, so everyone has different reasoning, but I think you should have a purpose. That was always yeah, my I thing th- is like, have a purpose of what, and actually that's come directly from a couple of my friends. That's probably why I'm saying this. Cause they've told me that they're like, I like to have, uh, the person needs to have like a purpose of what they want to do, you know? Yeah. If you're trying to develop your game and at maybe add a new wrinkle or something, you know, I think that there's, there's some value in taking, taking a private here and there mm-hmm. for sure. So yeah. that, that would be, that would be what I suggest. If you're trying to put together your game, yeah, you know, and you're feeling stuck, that's a good way to get unstuck. You know, at least you get yeah, some ideas on, on things to, um, get some ideas on ways that you can incorporate some new stuff, get some new mm-hmm. looks, maybe add a technique here or there. Um, sometimes that's all it takes to, to get yeah. you through that, through that slump. Yeah. And we're speaking on our own experiences. You know, I'm, I'm thinking back on, we didn't mention it too much on the podcast, but like a personal message you got about one of our conversations. I think it was with Josh. It was like a, a real positive review, basically a direct mm-hmm. message. And they were saying, how they're continuing to hear about how the community was here in the Valley mm-hmm. and realizing the situation they're in wasn't ideal. If mm-hmm. you recall what I'm talking about. Yes. Yep. Yep. Um, that person or someone in that boat, it would, that might be a person that would want to maybe go outside the gym or go down to Denver and get somebody like a private or something. You know what I mean? Or yeah, something, add, a, some, add a little bit add of supplementation. Yes, that, that yeah. would be real valuable because we're in a situation, like we've been in good gyms where I have friends that teach privates and look, if I need 20 minutes on the side of the mat, they can give, they'll help me out. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't really am in that need for that right now, but some people are, they don't have access. Like yeah. I, or like you or I might have access. And maybe that just because they're not well connected. They're not, haven't been in the game that long. Um, but I would say if you see a good person out there teaching privates, you know, jump on it, try it out. And especially if it's someone that is like in your, in your circle that you want to support. So I do say, I do think that's good because a lot of these younger athletes, you know, they use privates and these, this supplemental, uh, training and and teaching to finance their competition career, you know, Mm -hmm. and pay for plane tickets and pay for registration and, you know, they're not making a ton on these privates, but time is valuable. And when someone has expertise in something, people pay for that, you know? So, yeah. but, you know, have a purpose for it and, and, and go in with your notepad, you know? 
be prepared and make sure you're getting your value out of that and taking something home from it. Dude, I was surprised I went to that Gustavo Batista seminar and I was the only person with a notepad. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was like, what is going on with this? You know, that's hilarious. I, I didn't care, man. I was yeah. just like, dude, you know what? Like, you don't, these are good if you're not filming it, you don't, how are you going to remember all that? I, that's exactly right. Yeah. There was so much information. Yeah. It was two hours and I was like, there is not a chance that I am forgetting some of this stuff. Yeah. Even and if it's it just was, bullet it, points, right? You just That's all it was. It, I, all my notes were just like bullet points or like a position, an arrow to another position. And then I'd mm-hmm. have bullet points in between of like, um, basically points of control. Like there's a grip break here. There's a, there's like, um, there's a shoulder shuck here that you, like it was passing the lasso. Yeah. There's like a, a Something that you need here. to remember so, the details. So you have yeah. to remember, I'm trying to go from this position to this position and I have X, Y, and Z things that I need to do to get there. I can put everything else together, mm-hmm. but there's like a couple little fine details that are key to making this position yeah. dominant. I couldn't believe it. I was like every break I was, it was like, I was over there in my notepad, just like mm-hmm. scribbling things down and everybody's like shooting the shit and doing this. It's like, dude, I'm here for, I'm here for business. Like I'm here to get as much information out of this dude as possible. You're serious. <laughs> I was serious. I'm saying you're serious about it. That's why. And that, that was making me think of something right then. It's like, and this might already happen, but are there people that offer I mean, I would, I would assume like you could make some of these bigger name athletes, especially ones now that are have instructionals on BJJ fanatics and stuff. You could literally do a seminar, maybe even charge a little bit more, but as a re- also included is a video of the event. Oh, that'd be killer. How cool would that be? Yeah. I bet that yeah. would pick up steam. So I bet, cause then you would have like guys, you'd have people that were just like, seminar video collectors you know so, in a sense you know like i'm going to seminars because you're also taking that information home forever that's also like one of the things that like i see as a problem with seminar not a problem but to me a seminar is like a class and if you're not either after the class or something you're writing it down all that info especially a seminar you're getting so much more information yeah yeah you gotta like do something with that, you know, because sure. on Monday morning, you're going to get back into the gym. You're going to have new lessons. You're learning from your own coach. And all of a sudden the seminar is a week behind you. And you're like, ah, I but lost if you it. had a video, you know, yeah. of the event and it also be like a nostalgia type piece, you know? Yeah. Hey, I was here. So the autos online, they have all their, I mean, they upload constantly their daily classes, but then they do like, I don't know if they're in-house seminars or if they're people that are coming in, but mm. they have a library of seminars Yeah, in their, as a part of their catalog. That makes and sense. And so you don't only get like all of their stuff, you get like so-and-so seminar on That's whatever. Cool. That's yeah. So it is, it is pretty legit. Mm-hmm. So I think and see they're already using that as a teaching tool, but I just think it would be cool if you maybe you as an added incentive yeah. to get more people. You hey, you also get the instructional, you know, yeah, and you can charge more for it if you want. I mean, people would people would definitely do it, especially if you're mm-hmm. taking something home like a video of the event, you know. So 
guys, gals, if you're listening out there, take that extra step. If you're putting on a seminar to have somebody produce you a video, this maybe sell it for an extra 20 bucks or I don't know. You tack know it I mean? on to the, yeah, tack yeah, it on, tack the, it on the price and it'd be cool. Like a little cool promotional because you gotta, you're going to have to do something to, there's so many people. There's just, there's a lot of people that are great at jujitsu mm-hmm. now. <laughs> a lot of people can put on great seminars. You know, yeah. it's not just a handful anymore. Like, no, there's people teaching on BJJ fanatics. I've seen like purple belt instructional and brown belts on there. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know what their process is or what you have to do to get on there. But I think if you put content out, they'll, people are publishing stuff, you know? So yeah, don't just think you have to be a world champ, you know? I mean, if you, obviously you got to be legit if you're, especially if you're a competitor and you, you're, uh, you're on the level. No matter what level that is, you know, you're, you're competitive in your belt, your rank, black belt, whatever, as a, you know, as a creative way to sell it. And, you know, I think seminars, like Josh said, especially for him, it's busy. He's just busy because it is some, you know, you got to put it all together. You got to promote it. There's a lot behind the scenes, but I think there's a lot of value there. People really like them. You know, they, the bigger ones out here, the bigger names will get packed. Yeah, packed. Uh, there was man. I'm trying to remember who was here a few weeks ago, but I think it was a packed house. I think it was on the west side. But um, every time they bring somebody in, these things get packed. So I don't know, man. Yeah, some good ideas there. If somebody's wanted to entrepreneur, where are you at? Yeah, get some video. That's uh, right. Get some video uh, video creators out there. Put some together. Yeah. Well, well, I think that's all I got, man. Time to book a, a private and go to a couple of seminars. Yeah, again, I know, again. So, all right, bud. What do you got right, planned for training this week? I'm going to train tomorrow. Oh, now that you said it, I had my first early bird session this last week here at here. Oh at yeah, the, nice here at the uh, in my studio. So, um, what time is that? 6.30. Nice. Sticking 6.30. With it, huh? Legit, legit early, early bird. bird. Legit early bird class, man. I need to, I need to get a, need to get a patch, mm-hmm. you know, carry yep. the early bird <laughs> tradition through. Yeah, for sure, man. I'll, I'll hit now, you it, up. So for the, for the listeners, you had to earn that patch at GD. Yeah, you had to earn it. You had to, you had to earn it. <laughs> I think it was a hundred classes. You had to do a yeah. hundred classes. Yeah. It's. You know, Manny, I haven't, Manny hasn't produced the list. He used to keep track of the list, but it, it started obviously many years ago, but we, uh, I don't even remember why. I think I just designed an early bird design. We wanted mm-hmm. our own logo because it was just a group of the same people that didn't really train in any other class, but the early morning. So I designed a logo with the early bird and, um, it kind of became not an official GD logo, but it is our early GD early bird logo. And so we made it to where we just had fun with it. Instead of anyone that ever came in the class gets one, we were like, you have to do a hundred early bird classes. That means you're a true, you're yeah. truly committed to waking up. <laughs> yeah. You know, cause you know, you're getting what's a hundred classes three times a week, three, four times a week. Let's say if you're just average, average going, you know, you get, maybe 15 in a month to mm-hmm. do the math, you know, six months worth of early birds, six to eight months, maybe where you're training consistently. Yeah. 
that's a commitment you know it's a commitment we came up with the hundred and then everyone was like on so we would try to get people to uh you know, people would want to, they'd be getting close and Manny would be like, you know, we got these people are in the nineties, you know? So mm-hmm. we need to bring that back and I need to have Manny make that list, but there's, there's a lot more now, you know, these days, because there's been a lot of consistency over the last few years. So a lot of people are in the early bird club. So the the purpose is if you get into the club, you can put a patch on your, on your gi, uh, early bird patch. So yeah. it's a special club we have. Yeah. So get anyway, going. had my first early bird and uh, training again this week. So I'll train tomorrow. I'll train Thursday uh, early bird, and then I'll train both days on the weekend. Nice. So I'm bumping up four days. So yeah, good, good training. <sighs> That's great, man. Sounds good. Well, safe training this week. Say hello to the early morning guys. Oh girls. yeah. Sure, uh, it's a shock for the first couple of weeks anyway, training that yeah, early. But it is. Once you get going, it's it's a good way to start your day. It's great. All right, buddy. We will see All you right, next man. week. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Road to Black Podcast. Once again, please support our sponsors, the BJJ Physio. Contact Wes, he'll hook you up with some customized programming for your game. Take it to the next level. Therapy, performance the BJJ Physio. Also, Roll Union Jiu-Jitsu. Check out the latest styles, Jiu-Jitsu, casual wear, training gear. Check them out, RollUnion.com. Follow on Instagram, at RollUnion. Thanks again for listening, everyone, and we will see you next time.